Welcome to Locally Grown, a podcast about business, strategy, mindset, and everything in between to get you to your biggest triumphs and get you through your biggest challenges. If you're a brick and mortar business owner who is looking to scale to six, seven, or even eight figures, then this is the show for you. Each week, you'll discover tips to take your business from struggling to profitable, all from my own real life experiences being an entrepreneur, coach, and business consultant. This is the podcast for helping you build a business today so you can also build a legacy for the next generation. I'm your host, Teresa Cantley. Hey, hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Locally Grown Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Cantley, and I wanted to talk today about a topic that I've had a lot of questions about recently. Um, as I've worked with people on setting their strategic plan and just working through some of the struggles and challenges that local businesses have had trying to hire good employees and retain good employees, but also what do you do when you have a challenging employee or even several challenging employees? And this is something really, really difficult to absorb and to really understand where those challenges are coming from. Most times they are not where you think they're coming from, or the issue is not where you think it is. So I wanted to talk about this. I mean, I had a a conversation last week with someone and they were actually having a tough time with four people on their team and, you know, asking, what do you do? Because right now, nobody wants to, um, you know, have a a difficult conversation with somebody, with an employee who they're having a challenge with, or even um, bring something up that might be challenging with, with a person or with a group of people for fear that they would leave. And the conversation that I ended up having is that it's taken us so long to hire people that, and we're trying to get back up to speed that we don't want to rock the boat. So then what do they do? They end up walking around on eggshells and that's not good for anybody. That's not good for a business owner. That's not good for a management team. And it's not good for employees either. Why? Well, for the obvious reason, but also When you feel like you are walking around on eggshells, subconsciously, what happens is you have a fear of making a mistake. You also build up a lot of resentment about your job, about the person, about the people that you work with, and also that creativity that you might have ends up being squashed. And then when it's time to be creative, it's really difficult right? Nobody wants to walk around on eggshells. We shouldn't walk around on eggshells. That's why they're eggshells because inevitably when you walk on them, they break. Just like people's morale can break when you're walking around on eggshells, a culture can break, um, relationships, connections, all of the things you don't want to happen 
will happen. So as I have heard a lot of these things, and I've heard this for a while, I mean, as I've talked about on the podcast, business has changed over the past several years. Business has changed. People's buying behaviors have changed. Employees have changed. Um, there was a lot of, over the past three, four years, maybe even a little bit longer, there's been a lot of bad business practices that have been exposed. I know when I was working in an environment that had a lot of bad business practices, I vowed that when I left that environment, that I would never work in or help someone who had that type of environment um, and wasn't willing to change it. And I also vowed that I would help people if they were willing to change it, to change it so that they didn't have any bad practices in their business. So again, the past five years has exposed a lot of things that people were doing in small businesses, I mean, particularly in large businesses, that weren't so great. And a lot of them were centered around employees. We had the whole quiet quitting culture, and we had the great resignation. Then we had the great, like, everybody was applying for jobs and kind of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, which, you know, it's it gets frustrating after a while because the fix to it is rather simple. Um, but at the same time, it's hard. It's simple, but it's hard. Why? Because it requires us as business owners, as leaders, to really look inside ourselves first, which is really hard to do. And admit that, am I doing what I should be doing to train this person, to guide this person, to teach this person prior to holding them accountable for something? So, It takes a lot for most people, most managers and leaders and businesses to when they have a situation with employees and their team, especially now, it takes a lot to stop and say, wait a second, what am I doing? Like, did I coach them enough? Did I train them enough? Do they have a clear idea of what the vision is? Do they have a clear idea of what the mission is? And if the answer is no, then some of the culpability rests with you as the business leader. A lot of managers that I've seen in local businesses, the only thing, and this is where it's the difference between a manager and a leader, the only thing that they want to do is point fingers and blame people and dictate to people what they need to do. And then they can't figure out why they have such challenges. So the first thing that when you have a challenging situation with an employee or a group of employees, the first thing is to ask yourself, when I elevated this person, when I promoted them, or when we hired them, or whatever it is, okay, when we hired them, when we promoted them, um, you know, maybe they've been there for a long time, and asking yourself the question of, number one, are they clear on what the vision is? Are they really clear on what the business stands for? Are they clear on what the culture is? Do they see other people living and breathing that culture? Do they understand what the mission is? All right. These are all super important things to discuss. And it's not a matter because people think, oh, you know, I just tell, tell them the vision when they first start and then they just, they know it. 
No, you need to say it and say it again and say it again and say it again and weave it into everything that you do and everything that you talk to them about. All right. Because that is the why behind what it is that you're doing in your business. Because, you know, the vision is the difference that you want to make in the future with your team. So that's the first piece is, have you done that? The other thing is asking yourself, does this person understand the expectation of their job and their role? Not just from the standpoint of the skills that they're doing or the tasks that they're doing, the skills that they need and the tasks that they're doing, but more from the standpoint of what is their role? Really, what is their role? As a leader, it's to, especially if you're in a particular area, what is the role of that leader? It would be obvious that the role is to grow and like get a specific area of that business to grow, flourish, and be a part of or make that part of the vision happen, right? So do they understand what their role is? And I don't care if the person is a regular hourly employee or if the person is a manager, a salaried manager, part-time employee, full-time employee, doesn't matter. Everybody has a role in creating, co-creating the vision of the business and making it happen. Everybody has an important role in upholding the mission of the company. Everybody has a role in creating that experience for the customers. And of course, everybody has a role in making sure that the culture stands in integrity and the culture is upheld. So making sure that they understand what their role is and what the expectations are of the things that they need to do. Now, when you're going through this, okay, because I've seen this happen many times over where we want to promote an employee from being an employee to being a leader in a business. And we just think that we're just going to promote them and they're going to know what to do automatically. And I've seen this happen. I have another client where they have someone that they hired who was never a manager in an upscale restaurant. They hired her as a manager, but never gave her any management training. And over the years have expected her to carry out leadership roles when she's still functioning and thinking like an employee, which is very, very difficult to make that shift if you don't have the right guidance and you don't have the right coaching. A When you are an employee, you have a certain perspective about things, okay? You have a certain perspective and a certain, I'm going to say philosophy of what you do and what your role is. And then when you become a leader or a manager in the organization, that philosophy And that perspective needs to shift. And many times over, when you don't have the right guidance and you don't have the right coaching and you don't have the right person helping you, people fail to make that shift. And then what happens is they get frustrated. They're not really sure what to do. They consistently 
still have think like an employee and not like a leader who leads employees. And we end up with a lot of challenges, just like I was describing with one of my clients. So what do you do? You need to make sure that you have, and I talk about this a lot, and it's a big chunk that a lot of local businesses don't pay enough attention to, which is that employee development. So it's not just regular employee development, but it's also you have your whole set of program, your program for developing your employees, but then you also have a leadership where you maybe you have mid-level management development, and then you have your leadership development, but you need to make sure that you spell out what does that development program look like? Because you can't just expect that people are just going to understand what they need to do and they're just going to shift. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't happen that way. Because there's a whole new set of expectations and responsibilities and things that you need to do. Like you need that guidance in order to make that shift over. So making sure that you're taking the time to develop people, but you're also setting those expectations and what their role is. The other thing that I see many times over, and I just heard this, um, it's funny. I (laughs) I have all these conversations with people. Um, Then when I get on here, we talk about it because we all want to, I want to teach you and let you know that, you know, you can learn from it too. So anyway, um, a lot of leaders in businesses um, that I've seen don't want someone to fail because they think it's going to make them look bad. And what they fail to realize is that letting someone, because again, we talked about expectations, we talked about what their role is. So giving somebody responsibility to take on a specific task or task or a project or whatever, and then letting them do what they need to do. Instead, what many leaders will do or managers will do is if somebody doesn't do it, they get assigned something and they don't do it, they don't take care of it, or they come to them and say, well, I'm not really good at writing, so I don't want to do this. They end up doing it for them. And then what do you think happens? There's resentment buildup with the manager who then does the task for the employee or resentment for the team member that didn't do. So there's resentment that builds up, but then there's also you're robbing them of an important lesson that they really need to learn, potentially having something flop. And Failure, and I, I heard this um, the other day. I heard this actually it was this morning. Failure, when we look at failure, failure is only how we perceive it. And oftentimes, you know, people think failure, oh, I failed. And there's such a negative connotation with it. And believe me, I was one of those people. And sometimes to this day, I get in my own head and I think that. But really, what failure means if we look at it is something didn't work because we were taking action because we actually tried something and it didn't work. And because it didn't work, there's a lesson or a learning in it that we really needed so that we can take the right action and we can make something work. But that's the piece that people 
miss is that they say, well, I can't let somebody fail. I used to say that to my bosses. I won't let you fail. And I would like bend over backwards and just, you know, completely sacrifice myself to make sure that stuff got done and stuff got done. And when something didn't work out, they got mad. (laughs) And in essence, what should have happened is if something didn't work out, looking at it and saying, where was the lesson in this? What did we need to learn so that we can do it differently next time or that we can make it better next time? Or maybe, you know, we need to get you some help or maybe we need to get you some more training. Okay. So you see what this is kind of all centered around so far is really taking time to connect with your team, setting the guidelines. And those guidelines are your core values. What are your core values and how do they then relate back to your culture in your business? All right. And that culture will be, it'll be interwoven through everything. Those core values will be interwoven in everything, whether it's with your employees or it's with your customers on the outside. And making sure, you know, again, asking yourself, have I done everything to help this person? Have I done everything to set them up for success? And if the answer, you know, more times over when we have a challenging employee, I mean, now granted, there are people that are very toxic and those are the people we just need to just look at that and say, okay, there's no help in this person. And we need to just part ways, you know, thank you very much, but this is not working. But more often than not, when we look at, you know, is this a training issue or a behavior issue? Did I do all that I could to help this person? More often than not, in my experience, the answer is no. The answer is no, I didn't take time to consistently work on developing them, consistently work on getting them more training or to consistently work on, you know, what can we do to improve things? And the other thing is looking at when you ask yourself those questions, you can also ask yourself, okay, also along with this, am I empowering them? to really own their role or am I enabling them to continue to hide? And that's another big, powerful question that you can ask yourself to say, am I, again, doing everything that I can in order to make sure that this person really can step into their role and succeed? Because if they succeed, everybody succeeds and the business succeeds. This um, to go where you feed the business, the business feeds you, or the business feeds you, you feed the business, whichever way you want to look at it. And what that means is, is that the business will take care of you. You want to set your business up so that you take care of your employees. And at the same time, when you do that, on the flip side, setting the expectation that also you need the employees to come the other way and the employees will then invest back in the business. But in order to do that, they need to have clarity around what it is that they're working towards and what the expectation is of their role. Now, again, you will have 
people who are really not interested in doing anything. You will have people who are not interested in learning. You will have people who are um, interested in just gossiping and causing issues. The moment you ask yourself those questions of, have I done my part to help develop this person? Have I done my part in order to communicate how they are co-creating the vision of this business? The answer is yes, and that's how they are. Again, it is time to part ways because truly toxic employees like that, people who just gossip all the time, who aren't pay- who don't really care about the business, who take shortcuts all the time, who are actually detrimental to the growth of the business, then it's time to part ways. And it's time to part ways and say, okay, you know what? Thank you for playing our game. Here's your parting gift. You know, we appreciate it, but this isn't working. But if not, and it's time to, if you say, no, I didn't do enough to develop this person, then it's time to set, start, kind of reset the focus with them, set their goals, set some goals that both of you can work towards, um, set some milestones to achieve those goals that both of you can work towards, and set some boundaries as far as, okay, this is when we're going to meet. We're going to meet, you know, bi-weekly at this time, or we're going to meet once a month at this time, which enables them to work towards their goals, do the things that they need to do, you know, try doing some things that maybe are out of their comfort zone, and then be able to come back to you, ask for help. And that's how you can empower them to really step into what they're doing and empower them to really own what they do in the business and to really know that they are, again, part of co-creating a vision for the business. So again, just asking yourself, is this a training issue or is it a behavioral issue? What have you done everything to develop them? Are you empowering them or enabling them and making sure that you are holding them accountable and responsible, not just to themselves, but also to the team? Okay. Um, And it's harder to hold ourselves um, accountable than it is to hold other people accountable So teaching them and guiding them to say, listen, you know, or getting them to do something that's out of their comfort zone, because then when they are responsible to themselves to get something done or to learn something, that goes a long way towards uplifting them, improving morale, and also getting them to continuously keep moving forward. And then the last one is making sure that you are meeting with them regularly and you develop some kind of a development program so that, you know, for the different groups of employees that you have in your business so that you can keep them consistently improving and and keep them um, really, you know, understanding their part in the greater vision of what you're trying to accomplish. So, I hope that this helped you. And in case you are wondering, all right, so how do I start really defining this out? I do have a free uh, download for you. Um, It is all about creating your strategic plan. And within this, a big part of creating a strategic plan and then executing it is having the right team. 
So you can go ahead and download this at teresacantley.com forward slash strategy, and it will walk you through different parts of a strategic plan, particularly as it relates to your culture, your team structure, and what you need to do to make sure that you keep your culture and your vision aligned together. So go ahead and download that. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week for another episode of the Locally Grown Podcast. Bye for now.